Hello, welcome to Shooting for Grant. I'm your host, Sierra Collins. These podcasts are designed to be inspirational for any showman shooting for Grant on the county, state, or national level. Today, we will be hearing from McKenna Richardson from Eureka, Kansas. I really enjoyed getting to meet McKenna, and I think that she is very hardworking, and I'm very grateful to be able to have her on. Also, the Collins family is selling on sconlinesales.com. Be looking for our Fallborn Sears sale, April 5th, and we switch that to a Monday because the day we usually have it on is on Easter. Hello, McKenna. Thank you so much for getting on here. Well, yeah, thank you for having me. I definitely couldn't pass up the opportunity when I heard from you guys. Oh, you're welcome. The honor is mine. So for those who don't know you, can you please introduce yourself and tell us about you and your family? Yeah, of course. So my name is McKenna Richardson. My parents are Troy and Jennifer Richardson, and we currently live about 10 minutes outside of Eureka, Kansas, where we actively show cattle. We have shown goats and pigs, but my heart truly lies within the cattle industry and showing heifers. Um, this past year, we showed a Limflex heifer. Um, her name was Gabby, and she was definitely one that helped put me on the map um, for the limousine breed. But we also showed Charlay, and this year we're starting to hit a little bit in the Hereford breed as well. Um, so I've been in the industry about 10 years now. It started with a county fair bucket calf, and it's just kind of evolved from that. Um, now we really enjoy going to the state, regional, and national shows and being competitive at those levels. And we're currently trying to raise cattle that will suit showmen here that are wanting to be competitive at the county fair, like with steers and market heifers and that type of thing. Um, but from the past year, being able to show Gabby, we're also wanting to become more involved in embryo transfer work and raising cattle that will be competitive on the state and national level. That's awesome. It's very nice to meet you. And I like what you said there. I started with a bucket calf as well, and I have evolved from there. I see I've heard you that you did well showing, and I've heard about you. But what do you do in your spare time? Oh, my spare time. That's pretty hard to come by um, in the livestock industry, just as many of you know. Um, I'm actively involved in FFA. I'm serving as the president for our chapter. So I'm always um, going to different contests and hosting events in town that like the community can come to. Um, constantly, I'm spending time in the barn, like I said. But uh, I also have a passion for corgis. I love corgi dogs. Um, we're actively trying to raise some to be able to sell to other kids and that type of thing. Wow, that's interesting. It's nice to know that about you. Um, and you said that you got a new corgi, and so that's just pretty special. I love spending time in the barn with my cattle and my corgis. It's definitely a place where I can go and uh, kind of be by myself or be with my family and just work away and hope for success in the show ring. So congratulations on your Supreme Champion Heifer at Cowgirls in Cowtown. Can you tell us about your experience there? Um, yeah, so if we want to talk about last year just in general, um, we saw Gabby, my Limflex Heifer, as a calf in Ratliff Sale in uh, late September, and my family and I definitely knew that I really wanted to show that one, and that was kind of the 
the only one I really laid my eyes on. My dad told me that we had to start looking through the pins with like the little May calves and work our way up to the January's. Um, but I made a beeline right for the January pin, found Gabby, picked her out. Um, long story short, we ended up being fortunate enough to be able to purchase her out of their phone bid off sale. And her first time out was the American Royal in October, and we won our division there. And from there, we just kind of ran with it. Um, I can honestly say we didn't really realize what kind of a heifer we had. We were obviously excited after we bought her. And uh, then we kept showing her at the Beef Expo and the Kansas Classic in February. And with COVID, we really didn't get a show at many uh, spring shows. And that was super disappointing. And I can honestly say, just like any other kids, I was very upset at times. Um, just because I hadn't experienced all of the fall major shows until this past year. We'd only gone to Denver and Kansas City. Um, so when I was really upset one day, my dad told me that we were going to be able to go to all of the major shows this fall and be as competitive as we could be. And uh, I can honestly say that definitely cheered me up. And so we bred Gabby to Cav after Fort Worth. And then uh, Denver and Fort Worth started getting canceled. And I was like, man, there's got to be other shows pop up. Like there has to be. We can't just let this livestock industry uh, dwindle during this. And so, lo and behold, they had the Cowgirls in Cowtown show, and we had a very successful, you know, Louisville, Oklahoma City, Kansas City. And then I knew that Cowgirls in Cowtown was going to be special because everyone talked about how Fort Worth was a very cool show, and there was going to be a lot of different cattle there. I've never shown with the Brahmins and the Santa Gertrudis and a bunch of the Texas cattle I just hadn't been around. And it was extremely special because it was Gabby's last show, so, you know, the emotions were kind of rolling high. Um, that would be the last time in her show career that she went in the ring before she went to the donor pin. Um, and it was such a large event, you know. There was like 1,500 head of cattle there with each exhibitor only having like one heifer. Um, so it was just so special and so cool to show with such a different group of cattle and kids. I bet it was. And I remember when my heifer Daisy that I took to the American Royal in 2018 uh, I had the champion Hereford with her, and she is just my favorite heifer. I love her, and I remember when I took her to her last show. Well, I actually thought it was going to be her last show, but then we ended up showing her as a cow-calf pair with her calf, which was um, an interesting experience. But I really like what you said there. It is very important, and you have to mm -hmm. cherish the shows that you get to have. And when I heard that Denver was canceled, I was definitely disappointed but when I heard that they're having the Cattlemen's Congress, oh, I was so happy and grateful. And for the listeners listening right now, if you haven't listened to Tyler and Mason Allen's interview, um, they talked about how Houston was canceled for them and they overcame that. And it is just a tough deal right now in these days. Yes, I agree 100%. You know, the amount of work that's gone in for people to be able to put on these new shows and just have them at such a high level is just truly amazing. I agree. So you told us about your heifer, super neat personality, it seems like, and a great story behind her. So what hard work and preparation did you do with that heifer to prepare her for her final show? Um, I believe that it definitely started day one. You know, we're a big family believers and uh, 
every day before they get turned loose, you know, if we do rinse them every day, especially in the summer, you know, in the winter, they don't get rinsed quite every day, but, uh, making them set up and act like they're in the show ring every time before you turn them loose, just so they get in the habit of setting up and so you're not fighting them in the show ring. Um, and with Gabby, I'll be honest, you know, we spent a lot of time trying not to feed her too much. You know, she was a heifer that was so easy doing if you fed her a grain of corn, like she was going to get fat. Um, so we spent a lot of time talking with Ratliffs about like what to feed her and, uh, how light to keep her feed rations. The amount of natural fill she went through was uh, truly amazing because that's the, poor, the only thing the poor girl got. So, you know, in the summer we rinse every day and we're big believers in brushing them dry until about two weeks before junior nationals. Um, and then we'll start using a blower on them. And honestly, this past year, not showing quite as much in the spring, I I think helped us in the fall because, you know, she wasn't as stale. She wasn't as overdone as she may have been if we would have been hauling her all spring so maybe taking the spring showing season a little bit lighter and really trying to hit it hard in the fall I think really helped us be successful this past year oh yeah that's definitely a praise uh just riding on the trailer wears them out and so that's definitely a good thing there and oh my gosh that reminds me of my heifer that I talked about a few minutes ago Daisy she my dad described one time she said he's he said that she could probably eat until she died like she loved to eat <laughs> <laughs> so this is a question that I asked later back in season one to some people and I think it's a very good question um, because kids especially kids more my age need to be prepared to answer this question so if someone questioned our way of life to you, how would you respond to that? Um, personally, I would tell them about my story within the livestock industry, and I'll give you guys a little bit of background on it. When I was little, like in elementary school, um, especially up till about my fifth grade year, I couldn't look at anybody. I couldn't talk to anybody. I would get sick to my stomach if anybody tried to talk to me just because I was so intimidated to be around other breeders and other individuals, um, whether it be at school or out shopping in public. Um, yeah, you definitely didn't want to talk to me because I'd get sick to my stomach and just so scared to talk to anybody. And so with that, I think the amount of opportunities that can be reached within this industry are just amazing. Like, the amount of leadership and communication skills that I've gained from just being in the barns, not even doing like the sales talk, public speaking, um, team fitting contests that have also helped me like um, up my communication skills to a whole nother level. Um, the amount of responsibility that the young people can gain from agriculture is just truly amazing about how you always have to be there for the animals. Like you have to go feed them twice a day. You know, you have to rinse every day if you want to be successful. You got to work showmanship every day. And there's a lot of hours that go into working hair and being responsible about making sure you have the shows entered, making sure you have hotel rooms. Um, a lot of the behind the scenes work that people don't even think about that allow families to go to shows um, is just another thing that helps our young people be able to be successful out in the real world when somebody might just think about, oh, let's go on a trip. And the livestock show kid might be like, well, we got to figure out where we can get hotel rooms. We got to figure out how long we want to stay there. 
um, how much money we need to take. Budgeting has also been something that I've learned from the livestock industry. I absolutely agree with you. And I have noticed that people in the cattle industry are tending to be more responsible. And like you said, if someone says, let's go on a trip, they're going to be like, well, we need money. We have to get a hotel room. We have to plan this, 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 and this. And they're going to be responsible about it. And I think that has helped me a lot. And doing this podcast has definitely improved my communication with people. I've met so many people and my I've improved my vocabulary and it's just amazing what I've learned from this and also what I've learned from the cattle industry itself, just working in the barn and what I've learned when I go into the show ring. It's all just so incredible and it's definitely something that we need to share with the public if they ever ask us. I feel like. Yes, I agree 100%. Are there any goals that you would like to share? Um, yeah, so like I mentioned a little bit in my introduction about how this past year with Gabby, we've uh, started doing some more embryo transfer work. And right now, you know, I'm 17. So yes, I have a couple more years left of showing. But uh, we've also got to start thinking about raising show cattle for the next generation and for other showmen. Um, if there's a kid out there that, you know, works as hard as my family and I do for it and wants to be as successful just like anybody else, um, we want to be able to give them that opportunity with a Gabby calf or one that we can raise here in the future. So I think just being able to uh, be on the breeder side of things, you know, maybe I won't get to be on the halter, um, but I'll get to be ringside and see the joy that overcomes kids whenever they're able to have that success with a heifer that we raised and sold to him, I think would be truly so cool. That does sound like it would be very neat to experience. And we sell show steers and I don't have a huge part in this. I definitely help out and I learn more about it every year, but I just can't wait to see what it feels like when I get older. And I hope that I can have my own operation and sell show calves to other kids And I just can't wait to see what it feels like when they get it and they succeed with it. And even if they don't succeed with with it, it's all just about what they learn out of that show calf experience. So are there any words of advice that you would like to share with the listeners? Uh, Yeah, for sure. So I'm a big believer and there's a lot of factors that have to line up for you to be successful. Um, I know some people may disagree, but like for my family, we always say there's a lot of stars in the sky that have to line up um, for you to be able to make it to the backdrop on a certain day, especially at the national level. Um, So, you know, your heifer has to get up and eat in the morning. You have to be able to get her fit and get her to the show ring. She has to show good. Um, You just got to get her full and get her there. And then it's all up to the judge, you know, if you might not have the right judge on the day that likes the type of heifer you're showing, you might not have as good of a day as if someone who raises and breeds those type of cattle would if they were judging. Um, So at Junior Nationals, we uh, didn't have quite the day we were hoping for in the junior show. And I was pretty upset because, you know, everyone had always talked to me about how, oh, today's your day. Like, I just know it. Um, Personally, I did not have that feeling that day. And afterwards, uh, 
Gabby was from the Ratliff family and Chase came up to me and he told me that my time would come if I kept working as hard as I did and I knew I wanted to be successful. And I just kept uh, working every day with Gabby. And so then that's kind of when we laid off until our state fairs and then the fall run. And I remember the first thing that Chase said to me after I walked out of the ring at Fort Worth was, I told you your time would come, kiddo. And that just made me feel so good that I knew the work and time that I spent with Gabby from the junior national season until this past January had paid off. So uh, trust me, if you work hard enough and you get everything lined up right, your time will come. I agree with you 110%. Those are great words of advice. And the hard work is worth it. It is whether you succeed or not. It is worth it because you are learning something and you are getting something out of it. And it's going to build you to the person that you are when you die. And so it is just incredible the things that the cattle industry does for us kids. And I am so, so grateful that I get to be a part of it. For sure. I could not imagine growing up within any other industry and the opportunities that I've got, not even just this past year, but through the cattle industry in general have just been so great, like being able to meet new people, being able to come out of my shell and learn the importance of hard work and responsibility that will help me in my future. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being on. I've had such fun time meeting you and getting to visit with you. Yes, thank you so much. I was so excited when I had this opportunity, and it was so great to meet you and your mom through social media. It was great to meet you, too. I hope to see you soon in person. Yes, that would be nice. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. See you soon. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much for listening to any other episodes that you have. I'm very grateful to have you be a part of this, and I just want to thank you for the support, whether you've listened to one or all of them. And God be with you as you shoot for granted.